You are listening to the Slow Ride Podcast, inside bike culture but outside the bike game. For show notes, links, and more information, head to theslowridepodcast.com. You can also email us questions, thoughts, and ideas at theslowridepodcast at gmail.com. This podcast is available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud. Just search The Slow Ride. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Hey there, this is The Super Rookie in Southern Florida. You can find me online at The Super Rookie. And this is Spencer in Boston, Massachusetts. Hey, this is Matt in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Hey guys, I like this chemistry. I think we've really got it down um, flat. Uh, flat. So, yes. big news in the uh, Slow Ride Podcast land is we're finally on Twitter. You can find us at the Slow Ride Pod. So send us all your tweets, all of your complaints to at the Slow Ride Pod, and we'll get back to you. We'll even read them on the air. We yeah, should stuff. get a we should get a fake account. Where people can send their complaints, so that we don't actually have to look at their complaints. That That's is, good. that is what we have. <laughs> oh, it is. Oh, good. Yeah, send them in. <laughs> so There's what? all kinds of complaints starting to come on there. The most recent complaint just just got posted about uh, five minutes ago, and it's from Adam Myerson, and it, and it and it says, "I finally listened to the Slow Ride Pod, and in the first minute, the super rookie botches the name of the Cycle Smart Cross International. Dear God." Well, sorry, Adam, but hopefully it won't ruin your morning. I mean, your evening. <laughs> this is good. See? Everyone can send us their complaints. It's creepy because the tweets are coming from inside the house. <laughs> oh, that's bad, dude. Don't I'll... You should go in the basement. You should just mm-hmm. go to the basement, see what's down there. <laughs> I want to know why he's so far behind. Um, probably because but... he was throwing that race. <laughs> it yeah. takes a lot of work to throw a race. Big... Big news, we had 362 listens to last week's episode, so our biggest addition yet. So more and more people keep listening to it. You can uh, always leave us a review on iTunes. We got one last week. This one comes from Otis P. I like that name because it's the name of my dog. It's great to listen to a podcast about bikes that doesn't take itself too seriously. These guys have great chemistry. They are funny, informational, and funny. So that pretty much describes, um, I think. We're double funny? Yeah, so that maybe, was that might... <laughs> maybe I'm the informational one. I don't know. And then yeah, you two are the funny ones. I'm I don't sure know. I don't know if that's what it is. Yeah. So five star review. Another one. So leave us a review on iTunes so we can uh, get up there and uh, maybe beat out uh, the Martha Stewart podcast or you know some other great stuff. Mm-hmm. She's um, a cycling so... podcast too. That's great. Oh, yeah, it's it's amazing. How to how to weave top tube protectors and stuff. So we had a couple of. Uh, <laughs> How to weave top tube protectors. Do you guys remember when we were uh, messengers in Minneapolis and there was the Alley Cat top tube um, yeah. ad that got passed around between all the different couriers for a good month that or two? That was great. That was uh, great. That was I a good one. I hated coming out of a building and seeing that damn thing on my bike, but it was fun to, to pass that on. That was way better, though, than when, when somebody put training wheels on your bike. Yeah, that was kind of tough. They scratched the paint. I got really mad about that. I came out, they had zip ties, and they scratched the paint on the Panasonic track bike. It was a little too much. But it was it was a well-done mm-hmm. prank. I had to ride with training wheels for a couple blocks so I could get to one-on-one to cut off the, the zip ties. <laughs> <laughs> and I leaned on one side the entire... Monty Dirks uh, was our first one to tweet at us. He said, at the Slow Ride Pod, just followed me. Let's hope... 
this doesn't make me a slug this weekend. If I'm finishing, get out of the way. So did he finish his cross race this weekend? That's the question we all want to know, little guy. He, um, at least, so at least the last day in the Midwest single speed championship, he, I think he got third. I think he beat Hollywood for third. No, he got fourth. He, he sprinted Hollywood for fourth and he got him just on the line. Well, there you go. So, you listen to the Slow Ride podcast, you get that extra speed. Um, yep. So there was a big re- race weekend up in Minnesota, little guy, the Velo Cross, mm. a race that the three of us have had a hand in since day one. And I did but, hear that you were a pretty good announcer. Oh, I I, I do my best. You what know. were some did of you, the, did, uh, the zingers? Um, I don't think I had any real zingers. I don't know. I heard uh, the best one I heard. Tried to call out a lot of ca- categories, a lot of fake categories. I heard that Make you were saying fake sponsors. I heard you were saying things like, uh, "And now down the Olive Garden breadstick straightaway." Yep, yep. Is the Olive Garden <laughs> breadstick slash Home Depot straightaway? Um, and the Hogan's Biscuits sponsored the uphill barrier, which was really nice of them. Throw down at the last minute with some biscuit money, and so um, behind bars sponsored the off camber section. So that's like a real sponsor. <laughs> That well, good didn't know they were sponsoring that section. We had a sponsored uh, flyover by a squadron of World War II fighter planes and a bomber oh, nice. at one point. Two passes because Chuck throws down big money. He doesn't pay just for one pass. Two passes. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Um, good stuff. I don't know. What else? I mean, there was I obviously a, a lot of weird sponsorships occurred. The, so. um, the racing down here for me, and uh, I got to do my favorite cross race down here. It's at an old BMX track. Um, super muddy. It was like 60 degrees. So people were freaking out and I got second. I brought a bucket up to the podium, little guy to make it, you know, <laughs> just once it's, you know, eh, second time it's a trend. It's so taken off. Uh, yeah. More people will bring a podium bike to the podium and send your pictures did, into us. Cause, uh, podium bucket. Proof. The pro- did anyone the send, bucket. send you the picture of, uh, so there's a team relay at our race on Saturday and there was only one team, just the Fulton team. So they just rode around by themselves and then won whatever fake prize we gave them. But they got on the podium, all four of them, and they put Fulton boxes on their heads. Wow. It's pretty good. It looked That's good, but good from behind it. But I don't know if anyone took a picture. I was, I was doing something else. So, But I, it was cool. Find it. So with all those listeners to the uh, – um, oh, uh, they made a flyover at the race down here. But they didn't measure the width of the uh, the tunnel part of the flyover, and it was only like four feet wide. So and it was <laughs> concrete. They kind of poured this concrete, uh, just kind of you know. I think they read the wait, blueprints a little bit. They long. built like, a wait, they built wait, a concrete what? flyover. Yeah, they took some like yeah. Uh, say that again. They took some cul- <laughs> some old cul- culvert pipes that were just lying around down here in South Florida at the township. Because the okay, town, obviously. the town was like, "Oh, well, we're going to build a flyover." Because they they made that cyclocross park. We talked about it before. Where, like, we have an actual venue down here that's like a cyclocross specific park. And so the city was like, "Oh, we want to build a flyover." So the outside of the flyover is pretty great. It's a run up on one side with like giant railroad tie stairs, and it's like all dirt and it was kind of muddy. So you had to run up one side, and then you were going to remount and go down the back side of the flyover. Well, the problem was is that. Maybe they read the blueprints wrong, and where it said four meters or four yards, it said four feet. So they made this, like, <laughs> the tunnel part super narrow, so the official looked at it and was like, oh, can't do it. That's wow. that's the worst. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of – that's frighteningly narrow. 
Yeah, so um, they built a flyover that you could only use the flyover part, not the not the under part. Yeah. But, it'll, it'll be good for all the spectators you have down there. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, during the first lap, as we're going past it, I made the comment because I was in the middle of the pack, and I was like, "Hey, now we know where every high school student in the Melbourne, Florida area is now going to go smoke pot." <laughs> right. So Adam Leibovitz uh, tweeted us at the Slow Ride Pod. He said, when do the fat bike hour records start? You guys have one on that? <laughs> That's good. We well, should do that. We have, I, I, we have... think, I think I own the flat, the fat bike uh, hour record because that's about how long I owned a fat bike for. Ah. Oh, ooh, nice. That will, be a, that will be a record I will watch. I would, I would love to see someone ride a fat bike for an hour around a velodrome. God, then we'd be miserable. Just miserable. <laughs> it just sounds like the worst. This is the worst time you could ever have for everyone involved. Watching, doing it, doesn't matter who. Just bad. So, uh, and then one of my uh, favorite uh, tweets of the week uh, from Jonathan Perez here in uh, Miami. He goes, every time the super rookie mentions me in a tweet, it's like the new phone books have arrived. <laughs> And I thought it was a really good thing, and then I remembered that every time the phone book comes, I get all pissed off because I gotta like, do I have to recycle this? And then, <laughs> why do you even make these things? Do people still use the phone book? I don't even know. People do. You you can use it to make other things higher. Kids can sit on them, stuff like that. All right, let's get into the actual topics of conversation. The first one: cyclocross nationals for 2017 and 18 are up for bid and four cities have put in their best effort and one clearly stands out from the rest. Reno, so Reno, 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 <laughs> Reno. So we've got Louisville, Kentucky, home of the world championships in 2013. That we've makes sense. Bend, we've got Bend, Oregon, who's hosted the world uh, national championships two years in a row back in what, 2010, 2011. Yeah. It's, it's a known quantity, I guess. We got yeah. Hartford, Connecticut. That's the, near everything. It's near. Well, it's near. You know, it's near New England. So there'll be a lot of people yeah. there. Yeah. But the front it's runner. Convenient. The front runner definitely has to be Reno, Nevada. Yeah. For the. Because <laughs> wow. of Reno. You know, Reno also has the International Bowling Hall of Fame, so you could. Uh, oh, you things could to see you when go. you're there. Obvious yeah, so. tie-in, yeah. So right before 2017, the 2016 national championships, the ones hosted in 2016, January, I believe, are at uh, the Biltmore in North Carolina. Cause, oh, uh, yeah. That would be really cool. 2015's in Austin this year, right? Yeah. So, yep. so we got Austin, then we got Biltmore, and then where do you go? Do you go to Louisville, you go to Reno, Hartford, or Bend? Well, I mean, I think I would think they'll try to throw it back more toward the West Coast, so. Maybe Reno has a chance, though I didn't know they had any bike racers there. But I guess they do. Yeah, I mean, Who knows? considering considering Ben just canceled its UCI race, I don't know that they're gonna really uh, be trusted with the with the nationals, even though they've yeah. they've been able to pull it off before. Um, Louisville, obviously, always. Louisville as a city uh, is a great friend of the podcast. Uh, everyone knows that. We had mentioned um, them for like 15 minutes, and then we managed yeah, no. to find a way to talk about Louisville. Hey, did you guys know George Hincapie has maybe been to Louisville? That's 
exciting information. The little so, known fact. But, it's just, it might Richard, have been. You wanted to go to Louisville then? No, well, you know, see, Louisville's got the Derby Cup, and it's been uh, a known thing for a good number of years. And, and Worlds were there, and, and the course is awesome, and the park's amazing. But like, how many races can you race there every year? You know, like let's let's give somebody else a shot. So I'd like to see one <laughs> yeah. of the others go. With no disrespect whatsoever to Louisville, because it's an awesome place and they get everything. And maybe maybe give somebody else a chance. Hey, Louisville. You know, yeah, Louisville. I, sure. I wish it would be maybe if it was at that underground caverns mountain bike facility okay. in Louisville. That would be pretty yes. awesome. I would vote for it if it was there. Yeah, absolutely. Because then you could zip line over the, uh, the the race course. They have a zip line in their cavern. Yeah, that's like what got it start. It's like a crate, dude. That cavern's got everything. Wait, you that's how it started. Through. Like it was a cavern, and somebody made a zip line, and as they zip lined over it, they said there should be mountain bikes down there. Oh yeah, basically. So much <laughs> yeah, totally. Obviously, that's how it started. So, Can't believe I asked. So the uh, the hot favorite um, for twenty thousand or twenty seventeen. Cyclocross National Championships is definitely Reno, followed mm. by Hartford for 2018. And uh, sorry, Louisville, you just don't have what it takes anymore, I guess. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I was trying to figure out when they announced the, the, the two years and the four possibilities, how they were going to dole it out amongst all four instead of actually voting like they did last time. Um, yeah. You know, they said, we've, we've got Boulder and Austin and, and North Carolina and and we're not sure, so everybody vote. And then they just said in the end, counted the votes, and we're like, man, we'll give one to each instead of two, you know? Two years for uh, one location after doing Bend for two years and then Madison for two years. You guys remember Sounds that? Like those votes were rigged. Yeah, I, know, I remember yeah. that. So. Yeah. Well, anyway, I'm, I'm, as much as I love the little big city, um, I do want to <laughs> see it in. I do want to see it in Hartford. I think that would be pretty rad. Oh, wow. There's a surprise. That that would be pretty awesome. I mean, everybody everybody's here. The Mid Atlantic series, the New York uh, folks, and the New England folks, and you get you're close enough to the uh, the actual Midwesterners in Ohio and Michigan and all that. Like it's not that the far. Actual Midwesterners. Yeah, you know, Minnesota. Uh, I grew up in Minnesota, and uh, and I love it, but it's nowhere near anything, and it shouldn't be taken into consideration for travel. Like, that's why that's why we should have nationals here so we don't have to travel oh god yeah i, I would vote for that i'm throwing my hat in the ring nationals 20 27 2027 20, 20, all right yeah i'm gonna you know, start working right now on that all right well you do that maybe you can get the olive garden to sponsor the straightaway i um, bet i got plenty of time to get that sponsorship worked out and to make so hogan's talk biscuits a little bit real. about <laughs> yeah speaking of sponsors uh, my favorite picture of the uh, the weekend for cross comes from the super prestige race where Tom Meeson won. Is it Meeson or Musen? You guys tell me. I've always said Musen. I've always said Musen too. So okay. we're probably right and you're probably wrong. Yeah, probably. Tom Musen was on the podium, and did you see what was in front of him in the picture? It was pretty awesome. He didn't bring a bike sure up did. to the stands. I did. He didn't bring a bucket to the stands. No, the sponsors provided him with a shower pipe. It's like a. <laughs> <laughs> the box says shower pipe, basically like kind of a, uh, you know, a shower faucet, if you will. It was pretty awesome. It's just standing in front of them. So it's the podium shower. So uh, good work on that, sponsors. That's just amazing. We need more things like that. Hmm. I thought the bucket was arbitrary. 
They need to hook up the shower and connect it to some champagne so they can actually turn on the champagne shower. That's yeah. a podium. <laughs> I guess. They need to they need to think this through a little bit. Ah, man. Yeah. Good stuff. I guess so. All right. Was so, it? Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, probably not. Yeah. Jake Steckman. Uh, do you guys remember Jake Steckman, former pro from Minneapolis? That was, that was no. good times. Never heard of him. Well, he, he tweeted us. He said, hey, my birthday is Friday. Maybe if you mention me, I'll actually listen to the podcast. Well, Doubtful. Doubtful. Yeah. So I'm not – yeah, whatever. Definitely not going to mention I him. Guess. Yeah. So no. anyway. All right, gentlemen. Let's uh, actually talk about something uh, interesting. Little guy, there's a certain American rider that doesn't have a team, and you're a little uh, <laughs> little curious. Chris Horner needs a team, man. What the hell? Did you guys think this is bullshit? That he doesn't have a team just because he's old? He's better than all these young people. Doesn't yeah, make any think sense. Think what he does to the average age of a team. But that's so. That's the thing that I've been thinking about as I've been reading all these. Like Horner still doesn't have a team. Things is is one. The whole average age of the team rule makes zero sense. Like, what sense does it make that you can't hire a guy who's in his forties? Who's better than somebody else? Like, why have an average age? What's the point? What has he done? That's why there's U23 teams. <laughs> what kind of results has he had to deserve to be on a team? Uh, I think he won a major <laughs> Grand Tour one time. I don't know if that's true. He, he Last year, he gets hit by a car. He, like, breaks all the bones in his body. Like, every year, he breaks all the bones in his yes, body. And he, he gets does. 17th in the Tour, like, with, like, not much time to train at all. Like... You know, then he finishes second in Utah. Like that's you know deserving of a contract, regardless so, of how old you are. What kind of team do you think he's like shooting for? Like a pro tour team? Well, or do you think he's, he's like kind of going American? Oh, like, like are we, you know, why are you asking me that question? You know the answer yeah, to that. Obviously, no, he but, wants to be on a pro tour team. Okay. Yeah, well, he'd he'd I, be on an American team already if he wanted okay. to be. So he's yeah. he's definitely got some offer. He probably has some offers for an American team, right? Well, I mean, that's the stories lately. I've been saying, you know, all the all the uh, bigger teams are saying no, and that they're full up and all that, you know. So, I'm I think sure he's in the same room. position as last year. You know, is like no one knows, no one knows what to do with him. He's too big. He's too big to be on the little teams. But then you've got all the big teams being like, you know, af- afraid of having somebody who's old and good as opposed to someone who's young and not. I, I good. can't believe that like Lamprey would get rid of him or that movie star wouldn't pick him up, you know? Well, did, did, like did you read, did uh, you read I, the Lamprey thing about how like uh, the, the Copeland or whoever the, the DS from them is like, well, we wanted to keep him, but the money, we only have so much money and the sponsors wanted these other riders because they're from their regions. Mm-hmm. So they dropped Horner and they picked up, they picked up the guy who's like the three time time when he's champ or something, which I'm sure he's a good rider, but like, you know, it was like sponsorship based. It wasn't like very, very Italian team mentality. You know, that's maybe if Horner yeah. grew out the maybe if Horner grew out his like skullet <laughs> mullet thing that he had for a little while there, he would you know get a little bit more um, love from the Italian sponsorships. I just the no. thing I don't understand is how one bike racing is all only followed by middle aged dudes, right? And what do middle aged dudes want to see? Like, what will inspire them to spend more money on bike parts? another middle-aged guy succeeding you know like the smile on his face yeah like imagine if if imagine we were old imagine we were old and some you know like somebody like well spencer doesn't need to imagine yeah spencer spencer knows what it's like but you know what i mean <laughs> like 
what what about watching bike racing if you're 45 or 50 and seeing someone who's 20 doing well is going to make you be like I could do that. I should spend $2000 on a zip wheel. But if you see Chris Horner do it, you're like he's he's my age. I can I can do this. I should spend I so much money on no, a bike. No, I don't need no, a no, 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 no. Absolutely not. No. No. <laughs> If you look at some some mid twenties pros right now who are racing, they're inspiring because they're they're ripped and they're they're uh, they're everything you want an athlete to be, right? And you look at Horner, and he's just kind of this weird looking skeleton man. <laughs> Every like, bike racer is a weird looking skeleton. Very few bike racers look ripped. If you see them up close, they look like skeletons. But they he look looks like freakishly he's been skinny. In half, they look like, like they have eating times. disorders. Right. Yeah. No, 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 no. You look at Horner and you look at Cipollini. They're the same age. One looks like a skeleton. One does not. Yeah. One of them looks. One of them looks like an overweight ex-doper. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And one of them. And looks one like of them looks like a skeleton. Looks like a skeleton because he's still a pro. Right. And all pros look like but, skeletons. Yeah. So, so masters racers today, they want to look like ripped, fast. Like that's what they think they are when they see. You know, the, hey, I, the I, guys. I guess, I guess we've all seen bicycling, bicycling magazine covers, and it's always some guy with arms that are bigger than my legs, like how to get fat, fast, quick. And you're like, no bike racer has arms that big. So with Horner without a team, the next one is we got to talk about Phil Guyman, guys, going from Garmin to Optum Health. Is that a step down or is this a step up? Because now he's going to be the big dog in the small pond. Step down. He was already big dog in a small pond. Yeah, it does it does seem a little <laughs> it does seem a little weird that he was only given one year to prove his worth. Well, I, I think with the team okay. merger, the team the teams merged. You know, a lot of a lot of yeah, it's hard hard to prove your worth when you've got half the Cannondale team, half the Garmin team coming together. And again, as we've stated before, no one is picked truly only on like their results and stuff it's like also weird sponsorship you know requests and what have you so does so with Gar- diamond being in that boat do does ted king have a team is he on that team or did, has he not announced yet i you're on ted king watch i'm pretty sure that's your department here at slow ride podcast headquarters uh, okay i just didn't know yeah yeah. yeah. Well, it was a, definitely a big steal for Optum Health, and it looks like uh, United Healthcare went out and grabbed uh, some stallions of their own. They got that. Uh, what is it, Janzich, Brakovich? <laughs> yeah, they got Brakovich. That's Jesus. interesting. You yeah. totally <laughs> messed it up, but they—that's an interesting pick. I, another rider that's like finished high up in GC, and it was really like, how could he not find a team? You know. Anyways, so cool info, and then. Uh, Speaking of other uh, Americans, was uh, the picture of Jeremy Powers on the airplane, but it wasn't a picture of Jeremy Powers. It was a picture of some lady getting a picture with Mitch McConnell, the Senate Majority Leader, <laughs> and Jeremy Powers sitting next to him with his headphones in. I was hoping he'd talk to him about the phone party, but whatever. That's how. Did, that's so weird that they got they got they got next to each other on 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 a plane. It's just bizarre. Well, Power says that uh, the, there's a tweet that he said that he was sitting between the Secret Service agent and McConnell or like McConnell's security, but it was like a Southwest Airlines. So like, you know, people get to pick their own seats. And so the security guy wanted a window seat or something. That, that's how I read the tweets. Pretty funny. It's kind of bizarre. That's, so that's I think the takeaway just, yeah. here is that 
Jeremy Powers has to sit in the middle seat. Like, what? That doesn't seem fair. <laughs> no, it definitely does not. This is, yeah. this is our national champion. You, you, don't, you don't put him in the middle seat, you know? Why is he flying Southwest Airlines? That's what I want to know. He should be up front in the, uh, with the well, VIP this, section. This is, we are still talking about cycling. And they are flying into Louisville. So there you go. Yeah. Well, it's a funny picture. I'm looking at it, and it's it's pretty. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I was. Uh, I didn't know who the dude was on site, and that that was that was news to me. So I was like, "Oh, Jeremy Powers and some random people." I don't understand what's happening, but uh, now I get it. Now I get the joke. There is still funny. And then uh, Frank Cundiff on Twitter asks us, "Who will have the biggest year for an American cyclist in 2015?" Since we're on the topic, who's going to be Easy. I, I have an easy one too. And I mean, it has to be a pro easy. tour. You can't say yourself. Oh, really? No. no. Oh. I'm gonna have a I've terrible. Been, I've been training like crazy. <laughs> I'm gonna have a bad year too. Who, who's yours, Spencer? Oh, my favorite American, Dan Martin. Oh, not even American. What about you, little guy? Fucking Chris Horner, man. If he gets a team. <laughs> if he can get a team. You're both wrong. It's gonna be Andrew Talansky. He's gonna come back. What? And he's gonna be on fire. He will not. You just got the Florida love in you. That's, oh, yeah. Is he actually from that's, Florida? Yeah, or you just from, make that up? He's from Miami, bro. <laughs> bro? That's, how, <laughs> that's like when you say his name and where he's from, you have to say bro after it. It's like yeah. a rule. Yeah, right? that's bro. It. I think so, anything you say Miami has to have bro after it. Bro. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Um, so... I've been lately getting a lot of my cycling news from both Podium Cafe and cyclingtips.com.au. And cycling tips, is, do you remember when uh, cycling news used to be really awesome and they would have like all of the news shorts in one little page and you wouldn't have to click on everything? Like you yeah. could just like, that's what they do. And they had a really good one today. Do you know how much it's costing um, for the Grand Depart next year for the tour, the small town? Where, 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 where what's the name of that town, Tim? It's a. I don't even want to pronounce it because I'm not going to say it. Right. <laughs> it's not a small. It's, what, it's not a small town. Utrecht. It's not a small town. Utrecht. <laughs> right? Is it Utrecht? Or yeah. Utrecht. That's probably. It's probably a good. It's I don't know how to pronounce it either, but I just wanted to make you do it. Four million euros, <laughs> and yeah. they need to provide like two thousand parking spaces. They have to fly a no-fly zone over the race and install barriers for the. First and second stages. Isn't that crazy? Four million euro? <laughs> Seems like a waste of money. What? What? Yeah, I don't know. And then the next part underneath their daily recap, but this is my favorite. I, I don't even know who this, well, Jack Bobridge. I don't even know who that is. Some sprinter on Belkin last year. <laughs> but he joined That's, a team in Australia called bu- called Budget Forklifts. And then that got That's me thinking. That's a good like, team, man. That would yeah. be the best name for a team I've seen in a while. Budget Forklifts. It's almost like my fantasy um, team, Capital City Meets. You know, it'd be like Al's Sheet Metal. Like, we need more working class <laughs> team names. Well, Lamprey is just Al's Sheet Metal. It just sounds Italian. and, and yeah. But, I mean, that's what it is, really, you know. <laughs> it's just a sheet metal. It's just some guy named Mario's Sheet Metal Company. <laughs> God, it just like... looks cool because it's purple. I did forget that, they, uh, that, that that's what Lamprey does. Yeah, they just make your washing machine, but they don't even make your washing machine. They just make the outside of your washing machine. So. <laughs> sexy. Sexy, Euro, Beautiful. super Euro, super sexy, super Italian. 
washing so, machines. <laughs> good stuff. All right, uh, Spencer, let's talk real quick about this this article that is getting all of the internet play around the uh, around the world from Velo News. Yeah, yeah. So Velo News wrote, uh, which I I don't know if they knew how much viral um, you know traction they were going to get, at least in my Twitter feeds. Um, but they wrote an article about warming up, and uh, and maybe that people warm up too much before bike races, and uh, and essentially blow their wad before the race even starts. And uh, you know they cited some study. I don't know how scientific it was or what. I didn't uh, do the research there, but um, <clears throat> it was interesting because uh, you know as a fan of just not really warming up very much, uh, it, it, it 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 touched me <laughs> deeply. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, how are you disproving? But, uh, you know, how are you? How are you proving this article's point? You're like, I don't I warm know. up, and I finished in the middle. I, well, you know, guys. Yeah. I didn't well, warm I'm not up. saying. I didn't warm uh, up. I'm not this saying past that. Weekend, and I got a podium have my bucket. Warm up. <laughs> so, what's your uh, warm up routine, Spencer? No, so my my warm up routine may not be ideal. I'm not trying to say that it is. <laughs> But I, you know, I can't help but notice all these dudes on their trainers banging out like, like five minute threshold intervals before races and just like pouring buckets of sweat. And I'm just like, dude, what are you doing? And, uh, you know, this this gives some weight to my theory that, uh, you know, maybe sitting in the car and eating a sandwich is a better idea. No, I'm with you on this because I ate a hot dog immediately before the start of my race this past weekend and I got a second place. So warm ups there for the birds. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I stood around in the cold for like six hours and shivered and talked on a microphone. It made and me feel did, great. And how did you do, little guy? <laughs> I got six yesterday. Oh, nice! You got some prize right. money. Yeah. I like how much you're like laughing at me. Like I like I got like ninety fifth place, and you actually had no idea what place I got, did you? No, 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 no. I was just yeah. Okay, sorry. Yeah, I got I got six yesterday. I got like thirteenth the day before. I fell down and lost all tons of time and didn't ever catch back up. You know, during my entire race I the whole last lap I was worried about um if I could find a bucket for the podium. <laughs> like I wasn't even thinking about what place I was gonna get. I was like, Oh my god, I'm gonna be on the podium. I hope I don't mess this up. So you were actually struggling to get on the wide angle podium and then you missed it. Six I did miss on the it. podium. No, I wasn't on the podium. I was close, but I, I lost the sprint to Bauer. He got me, and man, he was stronger. So he deserved it. So are you a fan of warm-ups? Yeah, I like to warm up a little bit. Not a lot. Not like Spencer's talking about. Like I'm not on the trainer really ever for warming up. But I like I like to get some laps on the course and maybe go hard for 20 seconds. Though it it's it's not – yeah, I don't know. I just want to ride the course. See? Yeah, I think that for, especially for well for cross, that's the most important thing is get get a few laps in on the course more than even like really warming up. Crits and and stuff like that, you might want to warm up more. Do like twenty minutes of riding or half an hour even. But I don't know. I'm not a coach, so don't listen to me anyway. I thought you were a coach. <laughs> Actually, I I was a coach for a little while. I you I had a USA go ask Adam. Coaching like just put put down the, had, put down the mic and go ask Adam if we should warm up or not. Yeah. That, well, see, I'd key. have to pay him money for that. Just a yes or no. Just throw a five dollar bill at him and go warm up or not. All right. So so I'm just gonna 
I'm just going to cut us off from the warm-up conversation because this uh, actual question came across, and this is a really doozy. This comes from uh, Gafsa on Twitter, and he this is this is a little bit long one, but it's pretty funny. He says, "Hey, I was in the four-five race this past weekend, and with three minutes to start, this front row guy who missed his call-up starts pushing his way through the rows to get to the front. One USAC official stopped him and said, "No, you missed your call-up." And then another USAC official stepped in and said it was fine after the guy pissed and moaned like a five-year-old dude. Well, he was probably in his late 40s. On one hand, it's a 4-5, so who cares? And I say this is a 4-5 racer. On the other hand, rules are rules, and, th- and his place it affected those of us who made our call-up and are trying to get our upgrade points. Am I a douche for thinking he's a douche? Or should he, he have been sent to the back? Or is he the a douche just for showing a tantrum, even though he screwed up. So, gentlemen, who's at fault here? <laughs> well, I was thinking about this, and 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 I understand people want their call ups, but as somebody who who had has no idea exactly what the protocol is here in Minnesota, really, and was charged with doing call ups um, for most of the races over this last weekend. Um, it was pretty random who I called up and in what order I called them up in. And um, it was just kind of off pre-reg, and then it was just sort of random. And sometimes I didn't even call up fields. Like, I didn't even call up the 45-plus, 55-plus field. I just said, you're all here. And I just let them do whatever. And they all kind of looked upset, but no one yelled at me. So I can understand people getting upset because I didn't know what I was doing. I was just making it up. I, 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 I just kind of winged it. Okay, so let me put it in some context. The context here is that Minnesota is a little bit bush league, and that's okay because we, we do things our way, league. and it's a smaller scene. But in New England, like everything runs off of your points, and and people, you know, they know where they're going to be. It's no secret. Like you know, if you're, you know, if you've got X amount of cross results points, and and you got your uh, number when you registered, and you're you're number 225, you're the 25th guy to be called up, right? You're going to be on row four. Like, that's just how it works. And so this dude missing, this dude basically has no excuse for missing his start, aside from he was on the trainer doing too many intervals. Um, you know? <laughs> so I think it's his fault. It's totally his well, fault. He shouldn't have been You know what I would front. say about that, though? Well, like, there's, uh, do you guys have a set protocol for when you have to be at call-ups? Because it's totally random. Like, yeah. for every race this so, weekend, I just, like, 10 minutes before was like, uh, I'm calling you to the thing, and then I'd go use the can, and then I'd go over and do warm ups. But like, if it took me longer to wait in line to go to the bathroom, like warm up or the call ups were a minute later, you know. Uh, see, I think a more professional here, here, organization, you have like yeah. an official that has like a lot of times. I I remember going to races that have call ups where it's by your start number, right? So it's like okay, numbers one through ten or three hundred one through three ten, like at the USGPs. You guys go first, mm-hmm. and there's someone there calling you up because you're organizing. Yeah, <laughs> right. So for our Podunk uh, weekend race that we did here uh, this weekend, which wasn't a big time production or a UCI race or anything like that, um, we had the announcer announce first uh, call to staging, second call to staging, and a final call to staging at uh, five minute intervals up until the start of the race. You had your race numbers that told you where you're supposed to be, and everybody has the general knowledge of you know. I always lined up the front or the second row. So there was no no secret and oh, there was no guy, So he's being a douche. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. But then at the same time, 
when everybody knows the protocol so well and and you show up and you're like, I'm number five, I should be on the front row, you know, why wouldn't everybody just be like, oh, yeah, in that spot, let him in, you know? So, they, you know, you can see both sides of it. No, but I can I, understand, though. No. He showed up late. Like, if if it's that there. set of a protocol, then he showed up late, then it's on right. him, like. It's part of the, it's part of getting ready for the race. You can't show up at the start and be like, "Wait, can we delay the race because I don't have the right tire pressure?" It's part. That's, it's part of the whole game. Yeah, that's. But, I agree with that, but I could see where he'd be upset. But at the same time, yeah, no, you have to be there. It's but, part of the race. All right, I want Let's go back to... to the main point, though. He's a cat four, and who the <laughs> hell cares? Yes, because you know what? All you got to do is show up, do enough races, and you'll get become a three eventually, anyway. Probably. So can the, so this brings up another like uh catch 22 that's that's happened to me several times because i'm an expert number pinner like i'm really good at number pinning yeah um, you're like really good at number <laughs> I'm really good. it is uncanny yeah uh, god it's so, amazing like you don't even have to look and you just pin yeah. it so, so here's the thing I, I that bugs me and at what what point do you just say no to the person how many times you've been on a start line and when the officials walking through the the group and looking at numbers making sure you have your bar ends in or whatever and uh, they look, and they're like, oh, your number's upside down to the guy next to you. And then that guy, like, looks at you with this, like, dumbfounded look, like, oh, can you repent my number? Like, can you just with say With the pleading no? puppy yeah. dog eyes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, I think it know? depends like, on how much time is left, you know? Well, if there's, if there's like the official's going to wait for you, but I always get nervous no, that, like, maybe the official's not going to wait. Oh, yeah. Like, I've, I've no? had some experiences with officials not waiting for me, oh. even when I wasn't pinning things. That's so one of my favorite I, I wouldn't stories. Take that, I wouldn't take it ever for granted. I've had I've had a couple of races started when I've been off my bike in the front row of a race, and it's uh, still been started. The race has started, really... so I don't take anything for <laughs> granted. Like best. that may have been the best little guy blow up I've ever seen. That was, guy, no, you know, Spencer. Spencer, you can tell this story about that one. I, I had it happen to me at a cross race last year too, though. I was like taking oh, off really? a jacket, and the race started. But, but Spencer, <laughs> tell 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 the story of, of the the one where you partook. This, this was the state championship, Chris. This was this was the Cat this, Three state championship capital criterium, and yes, me and little yes. guy lined up on the front row. Me and little guy like right right directly <laughs> in front of the official, directly yep. in front of the official. Jeff, <laughs> I'll call him out. It was Jeff, and uh, and. And we're standing there, and I believe you even said something to him. And then you got off your bike and went over to <laughs> curb to like put down your water bottle or something like that. And yeah, I'm on the front it. row holding your bike, and Jeff just looks at us and blows the whistle. <laughs> and, so what did and you do? And I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. So I just I hesitated for a minute because what do you do? I. I can't start the race, and I was <laughs> I wanted to win that race, like I wanted to win that race, but now you have a built in excuse, so if it didn't matter, you're okay. so so I started slowly rolling because <laughs> I was like, shit, what do I do? And I'm holding the little guy's bike, and I'm just rolling, and he kind of jogs over, and the whole pack is swarmed by us, and uh, and he jumps on and and we chased, and we let for like half a lap, and then we got back on the back of the group and we ended yeah, up working really hard for a couple of laps to get back to the front, and it it was no fun. And yeah, uh, it was a lot of work for nothing. Yeah, Did when you guys I re- file a protest. No, <laughs> no I, I made my, my race 
You know, made my race winning attack with two laps to go and I couldn't hold it. I got caught with a quarter lap to go and I think that was probably see, what uh what did me in. See here's probably. the thing with this here's the thing with this story. See, I thought you were gonna tell a different story about when little guy wasn't ready for like the chariot race at the track when we first started racing. I remember there was a race, little guy maybe it was the handicap yeah. race. And little guy yeah, was yeah, maybe yeah. like had that his hands too. off the bars, and then he freaked out. And I think it was Jeff at that point too. So this is <laughs> little guy. I'm starting to think that you just have a problem of being ready for when the race is supposed to start. No, you're, so you're the worse one than at this the track. track four the or one, five the one, the one at the track was one of those chariots where we're all we're right. all ready in your chariots, and then there's like a problem on the other side of the track. Like somebody can't get up, and like their holder can't hold them. So we had been waiting for a long time. Long enough where I took my hands off the bars and I was sitting there just kind of like concentrating, getting zen so I could totally pound out like 100 watts for two laps. And and I got I got looked at by the official and he said, are you ready? And I said, give me a second as I reached down to get to my bars. And he blew the thing while I was like my hands weren't on the bars. I was like drifting down to them. So So this happened at the cross race. Last year, yeah, and it last last the, year at a cross race, it was it was championship. Yeah, the cross race last year was that. really cold. I had a yeah. lot of clothes to take off. And fool me once, shame on you. Fool me three times, shame on oh crap! I have a no, problem. no. This this goes back. This goes back <laughs> oh, to the Minneapolis, okay. the Minnesota Bean Bush League, in that like there was no like this is how long you guys have till the race starts. It was we're all standing around and like taking off clothes, and then suddenly it's like someone's like, when is the race going to start? And he's like, oh, thirty seconds or so, and we're all like, but everyone's still got a jacket on. It's twenty <laughs> degrees out. Why not just wait till we all have our stuff off? I gotta say, I gotta say, I do appreciate the uh, the rigidity of the uh, the system here. It's it's kind of nice. Like they tell you, f- you know, two minutes to go, one minute to go, thirty seconds. Oh, nice. Whistle you, could wait, come at wait, any wait. time. Spencer, and... what do you appreciate? Rules. Rule. Oh, I thought you were gonna say rigidity again. <laughs> Lateral stiffness. Oh, great. Lateral so stiffness. with that, guys, I think we should wrap it up. Thanks for listening to the. Uh, like the 31st episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. Just search Slow Ride. Give us a review, a ranking. Tell your friends. Most importantly, get on the Twitter and just tweet at us, at the Slow Ride Pod. And we'll be back next week. Give us some good topics. Have a great racing week. Yeah. Race it up. <laughs>